0: Now, we're coming to the cure. Um, Thankfully, uh, while all of this is difficult and all of this is very searching, uh, that the gospel is really God's cure for our hearts. I've spoken already about regeneration and and, and all of that. But I I want you to notice here what it says in the second part of our text, where it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, the issues of life. It will be the real you. It will be the real person. It will affect your spiritual walk. It will affect your future in so many ways. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher, pastor of our Free Presbyterian Church here in Cloverdale. And today we're coming to part 2 on the message Keeping Your Heart in Tune with God. Oliver Cromwell's secretary was dispatched to the continent on some important business. He stayed one night at a seaport town and tossed on his bed, unable to sleep. According to an old custom, a servant slept in his room, and on this occasion slept soundly enough. The secretary at length awakened the man, who asked how it was that his master could not rest. I am so afraid something will go wrong with the embassage, was the reply. Master, said the valet, may I ask a question or two, to be sure. Did God rule the world before we were born? Most assuredly he did. And will he rule it after we are dead? Certainly he will. Then, master, why not let him rule the present too? The master's faith was stirred. Peace was the result. And in a few minutes, both he and his servant were in sound sleep. What a great tonic for insomnia. Just to recognize that God is in control and he is ruling the world. Now, our text today for the message is based on Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Every detail and indeed every blessing will come to you through the state of your heart. You cannot walk with God without a right heart. And so stay tuned as we go now to our pulpit ministry to let the Bible speak. If you're not a Christian today, if you're not saved, if you're not in Christ, you're wide open and your heart is going to lead you astray and destroy your soul. Then there are the temptations of this world. We have, of course, the eye gate, the ear gate, and all the other subjective feelings that attract the heart of man, all those things that are lusts, visual temptations, very powerful and appealing. And Peter warned, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. There's a vast number of things you could put under that category. But let me just ask you, are you guarding your heart against the lusts, the vices, the advertising of the world, the subtle, and some not so subtle? We're living in a society today where there's flagrant, wicked, visual attacks upon the heart of man. Are you guarded against them? There needs to be a work done in our hearts. I'm just setting out the difficulties. I'm just causing us to see that to obey this uh, instruction of the Lord, keep thy heart with all diligence, it's difficult. It's difficult. And you can't do it alone. You can't do it yourself. You need a Savior. You need the power of the living Christ to deliver you from all those things that will destroy your soul. I want to come to the tests now, and I bring this up here because they're right here in the passage, 24, 25, 26, 27. All of these verses really are the tests of the state of our hearts. And in verse 24, you have the Purity test. Your mouth is the fountain of the reservoir of your heart. Put away from the uh, froward mouth. Now, early in this study in Proverbs, we did a very thorough study on the term froward, anti God this word that rebels against any divine instruction, put away from thee such a mouth. The Lord Jesus said, For by thy words thou shalt be justified and thou shalt be condemned. Just let a man talk. Just listen to what he has to say. And before long, what comes out of his mouth will soon incriminate what's in his heart. It will soon display the real person. Just let him talk, and out of that heart will flow a reflection of the real nature. You want to know the state of your heart? Let's hear how you talk. Let's hear whether you love words of purity or whether you enjoy the filthy things, the things of this world. That's a test. It's a very acute test, and they incriminate, and they point to us. I wonder if we listen to your general talk, say, tomorrow at work or at school, would we know that here is a person that loves purity or not? The next verse 25 is the test of honesty, the honesty of the eye test. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. The eye is really a teller of great truths. A person who won't look you in the eye, a person who talks and looks away, a person who has an eye that darts about, cannot be trusted. But the Christian is to be known for honesty of life. The Holy Spirit will make an honest man or woman of us. And he gives us convictions, convictions that we will stand up for and that we will uh, produce in our lives. Because the Spirit of God is the one who convicts of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. That's his ministry. And if you're living the life of a cheat and a deceiver before men, then your heart is not right with God. Honesty is required. Peter tells a soul that when he went out and wept bitterly over the denial of his Lord, why? Through his lies. That was a dreadful fall. Are you keeping your heart? The next one, verse 26, the next test is the godly decisions test. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Your walk, the direction in which you are going. And as a train station, the tracks all merge right at the same point. But when you take the right track or the wrong track, you could end up hundreds or thousands of miles apart and as a christian if you do not take the right track if you do not have the right walk you will soon depart right out of the will of god and of course we need to get on that track and make sure that we are truly saved You'll see there in verse 27, it talks about right or left, right or left. It shows you that the Christian life is a narrow way. You you can't just go out in opposite directions and still live the Christian life. You can't do it. The Lord did point out very clearly that his way is narrow, and few there be that go in thereat. And if you are to be saved, if you are to be right with God and walk with him, you must be in that narrow way. Do not go to the left. Do not go to the right. Stay on that center track. And so we can, while we don't have an x-ray to see inside our hearts, we can apply these tests. There are these tests of the speech test, the eye test, and the walk test to see whether we have a heart that is kept in the very will of God. Now, I have to ask you to examine your heart. I believe God wants you to examine your heart. This is God speaking, keep thy heart. It's each individual. Uh, This is delicate preaching, isn't it? I don't accuse, but I ask you to do the searching. I ask you to search your heart. Young person, if you stay on the track that you are on right today, where's it going to take you? Where will your destination be? And you say, but it's too narrow, it's too restrictive. That might be, but there's only one way to heaven. There's only one Savior, and every other way is the way of destruction. I ask you, are you on that track of true faith, trust in the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Now, we're coming to the cure. Um, Thankfully, uh, while all of this is difficult and all of this is very searching, uh, that the gospel is really God's cure for our hearts. I've spoken already about regeneration and and, and all of that. But I, I want you to notice here what it says in the second part of our text, where it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, the issues of life. It will be the real you. It will be the real person. It will affect your spiritual walk. It will affect your future in so many ways and you need to be very careful now what are these cures the cure first of all has to be to be born again to have a new heart and i have to come back to that because every other fix and this is where the gospel differs from psychology and and general secular counseling and humanism and every other professional advice that you might seek, anything that is short of the new birth, of the instilling of a new nature within your heart, cannot make you right with God. In fact, they will be subterfuges. They will be deceits and devices that will corrupt you even further— remember what Jeremiah said, that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and wicked. And what we need is a heart that is born again by the Holy Spirit. Born again, regenerated, quickened, given new life, the life of God in the soul of man. All of these things are the terms we use to display the miracle of deliverance from a corrupt, wicked heart. Are you born again? Does the Lord Jesus live in you? How would that happen? How would that take place? Well, to as many as receive him. To them gives he the power to be the sons of God, to as many as believe on his name. So there has to be the receiving and the believing that go hand in hand, and you become children of God. Has that happened in your life? Have you personally called on the Lord that you might have his life living within your heart. The second cure is that our hearts need to be pardoned by the blood of the Lord Jesus. On the judgment day, when God looks at hearts, he is not going to be inspecting just the past, the deeds, the words. What is he looking for? Well, as on the Passover night, When the angel of death visited every home, including the Israelites, the angel was looking for the blood mark on the doorpost. And what is God looking for when he looks at your heart? He's looking for blood, the blood of Jesus marked on your heart. And the promise is, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And that's the gospel message. The answer for our hearts, which by nature are wicked, which are prone to be tempted, which we are inclined to follow, the answer is to have our hearts cleansed, marked by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. Now, tonight. I'm going to be preaching on Dr. T.T. Shields and his preaching. Now, I'm being very careful in this series that I don't glorify men. I don't want to do that. I have no interest in doing that. But I do want to look at the ministry that God gave them. And I want to look at the preaching that God blessed. And I have this amazing story of how dr shields defined, and he was very good at defining it, but like martin lloyd jones how many people have read uh, the sermons of martin lloyd jones not enough people everybody should read the ratings of martin lloyd jones martin lloyd jones can take the most difficult doctrine and make it bite-size dr shields could do the same Dr. Shields was called the Canadian Spurgeon, but I think he is is sort of somewhere between the the, the Spurgeon of Canada and the Martin Lloyd-Jones of Canada. And then when it comes to defending the faith, I'll call him the Dr. Ian Paisley of Canada. He had all of those things combined. But he had this gift of defining doctrine and then illustrating it. And tonight, I'm just chomping at the bit to get telling this great story of how he illustrated the difference between pardon and justification. Now, I can't tell it now because that would just blow my whole sermon tonight. Can't do it now. But it is the pardoning power of Jesus' blood that makes you right with God. that is the most wonderful thing that can ever happen to a sinner. I'm pardoned. I'm washed. I'm forgiven. And that becomes our peace with God. And linked to that is justification. Then also, you need applied to your heart, The snow white righteousness of the Lord Jesus. And that is imputed to your life. Now, where does this snow white righteousness come from? It comes from the perfect living of the Lord Jesus. All the works that he did as man on earth, representing us in our place. All his good deeds. All his perfections and obedience. All that the Lord Jesus attained and accomplished in his life on earth is now wound up in this great provision of a snow white righteousness, a garment of perfect clothing that the Lord Jesus gives to everyone that believes on his name. And we are made righteous. In God's sight, there's the answer to the keeping of our hearts. Because the gospel is not just about emptying us and clearing away our sins. It is also to give to us personally a positive perfection in the sight of God, and thereby we are made fit for the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus told the great story of the wedding garment. And all who were invited into the wedding feast, they were handed at the door a wedding garment. That would be a great savings for weddings, wouldn't it? Let the the party organizing the wedding provide the gowns. And every guest doesn't have to go shopping, doesn't have to, what will I wear? What is she wearing? What is he wearing? No worries the garment is provided at the door. But at that particular wedding, there was one person who refused to put on the garment. And when they sat down, it wasn't long until he was found out and noticed and kicked out, put right out of the wedding feast, because he did not have on the garment, the wedding garment. It's a wonderful picture of the White righteousness that the Lord Jesus provides. He doesn't ask you to work it up. He doesn't ask you to buy it. He doesn't ask you to provide it. It is given to you as a gift, but you must put it on. And if you are convinced today, as this verse would tell us, that your heart by nature is sinful, rebellious, wicked, blackened by sin, and now you would dare refuse the garment of righteousness which Jesus provides. You say, oh, I don't need that. And you, in your, uh, in the terminology we have here in Proverbs, in your forwardness, in your pride, boasting in your own goodness, you try to enter in and enjoy the feast, you are kicked out. You are rejected because you reject the white righteousness of the Lord Jesus. This is a glorious gospel. This is good news to sinners. This is the remedy, the cure, which the Lord Jesus provides to every one of us. And I close with this text, for if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we Confidence toward God. That's the the conclusion of the gospel message. Your heart is treacherous. We have learned that. But it's also a witness that you need to be saved because it tells you immediately, whether it is by your speech, by your eye, or your walk, that you need to be saved. And I pray today that your heart will cry out and say, Lord, I need to be saved. I cannot go on this track anymore. I cannot allow the enemy in to destroy me. I must be saved. And praise God, he will. And I invite you to trust the Savior today. While others go, stay seated and I can talk with you We can pray together. I can help you, I trust. Can't save you. Can't do a thing to save your soul. But I can bring you to the Bible verses that you can plead and call on the Lord to save you. Will you do that today? Someone here that needs to be saved. Let me see your eyes. (laughs) The eye of purity we've been talking about. Let me see your walk. Are you surrendered to Christ?
1: When trials and troubles surround you The road seems eternally long Your life seems a meaningless Wasted way And everything And Lee.
0: This is Pastor Ian Golliher, and you're listening to Let the Bible Speak. I hope you've been blessed today through the ministry of God's Word. I'd also be delighted to talk with you. My personal phone number is 604-897-2040. Please call to let me know that you're listening, and we can open the Bible and pray together. For all the information about our radio ministry in Canada— and our churches in Buffalo, Scarborough, Port Hope, and Berry. please go to ltbs.ca. If you have been blessed today, please kindly consider helping us to cover the cost of airtime. Your gift, large or small, will make the difference. You can donate online at ltbs.ca or by meal. Our mailing address is LTBS, 18790, 58 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S, 1M6. My phone number again is 604-897-2040. And remember to join us again at this time next week on this station as we let the Bible speak.